This is the New Manager Podcast, helping you ease into corporate leadership with lessons learned from seasoned managers. We are here to help educate, enable, and empower you to be a better leader. We're your hosts, JB and Pesh. And welcome to today's episode. So tonight's episode, today's episode, depending on when you're listening to it, I guess. Yesterday's episode. <laughs> I mean, we record we record these before you can listen to them, so they were whatever. Right. It's nighttime now, here. It could be two weeks from now. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, tonight's episode, or the episode to which you are currently uh, listening, is all about coaching. And uh, this is a critically important topic for any leader, and it's one that you have to get good at. And if you don't, the ramifications for that are just huge, right? I mean, just bad all around. If you can't coach, if you can't do it well, if you can't motivate your people and, you know, one of the ways that you show that you care about them and that you want to, that you're going to invest in them is through coaching. So we're going to talk about a couple of things tonight. The first one is actually a few different leadership styles and then one of which is coaching. So spoiler alert. And, um, and then we'll get into the actual act of coaching and got a model that we'll review not like is this a super model yes <laughs> okay it's a really super super model um so we'll go through that and then maybe we'll even get into an example of working through the model i'd like that <clears throat> okay because i have something that i would uh I, I would appreciate a little bit of a little bit of guidance on i think okay and uh, maybe i'll maybe it maybe it fits maybe it doesn't but let's see as uh, the show goes on all right we will uh get into that so first, again, we're going to talk about leadership styles, and this is important, and it is relevant to coaching because um, you have to be aware of how you're interacting with people, and some of the ways that managers interact with their employees <clears throat> is in a very non-coaching way, and other ways are much more coaching or collaborative or, you know. <clears throat> so I'm going to read to you some v names of styles and just out of curiosity, you know, I learned this at IBM in one of the manager training courses. And what's interesting is I did a search just to see, I actually tried searching for IBM leadership styles and there's 75,000 versions of these, but they're pretty consistent for the most part. So again, I'm just going to go through the leadership styles and we'll talk about sort of the description when you might want to use it, and what some of the uh, downsides to using a specific style are. So the first one is um, the document I'm looking at calls it commanding. I've heard it called uh, coercive, right? And it's basically... That sounds negative. It does. And it's, um, it's one of those things where it's, hey, we're not going to discuss this. I'm going to tell you what you're going to do, and then you're going to go do it. Yeah, sure. So chain of command, follow the leader. This is, this is my way there or the highway kind of feel. Yeah, and this this obviously has a at times a very militaristic feel. Um, the other word that's you know used to describe it is dick dictatorship. <laughs> I got the first part right. Yeah, the, <laughs> you just forgot the other tater. The the rest of it. Right. Um, but you know it's it's very much a do what I say. We're not in. It's not open for discussion. Right. Um, so is that more like direct, just directing, right? It is, but it's directing with um, with a, a, a very it, don't need your input. Yeah, yeah, it's not collaborative. Don't it, not at all. It's the exact polar opposite of collaborative. So basically, it's when you hire someone to do your lawn. Um, yeah, and it's when you tell your kids for the third time to go to bed. Yeah, we're not discussing it. Just go. And um, so when would you want to use that? You just gave some examples now in, uh, in more of a professional setting, right? Um, there are, there can be situations and, and really it's times of crisis, right? When, you know, there's not a lot of time we don't have, we, we don't have the time or frankly, the desire to build a consensus. It's just, I'm telling you right now, this is what we need to do and we're all going to go do it. Right. So let's go. Right. Put it all in the shredder. We're out of here. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> We're going to Enron this place. Um, and so, you know, what are, what's some of the downside? Well, it's fairly obvious, right? Um, what's interesting is, and I think I may have actually mentioned this, I believe I mentioned this in one of the previous episodes as well, is that all of these styles can be appropriate given the right circumstances, <clears throat> right? So coercive, definitely, that's a bad word. That's not a great word. 
nothing we've described is really going to be received positively. If you're like that all the time, that's bad. Right. But well, in that time where there's an actual crisis where you need to be that way, it it it, it can be appropriate. Right? What what if the word were authoritative versus coercive? I mean, coercive sounds like I'm going to get in trouble with HR. <laughs> You might. Well, it, it, as long as you're not disrespectful about the delivery, you'd probably be okay. So, But authoritative is actually a different style. <laughs> so if it were, uh, excuse me, ma'am, um, but if you would like this you know, promotion, you'll need to fill in the blank. That's coercion, <laughs> right? I don't mean fill in the uh, blank literally. That's harassment. <laughs> <laughs> right, but it's it's also, look, I'm trying to get something done here. All right? <laughs> I'm trying to fill up my nights and weekends right. with a little bit of us time, if you will. Well, something, something, yeah. if you will. Okay, so authoritative is not... That's would... actually a different style. Okay, <clears throat> okay. So, is that a good or a bad segue? Um, it's actually the next one on the list, so okay. it's a good segue. Okay. But again, so coercive, do what I say. No discussion, just do it. The other one, so the next one, authoritative, which you mentioned, <clears throat> also described as being visionary. Um, it's you're mobilizing people towards a vision, and that actually sounds good, right? And so, when would you when would you do that? Well, it's when a, a new vision or a direction is needed, and so authoritative is essentially just an extension of you being an authority in a given topic or you know discussion. I know a lot about this, so I'm going to guide us in this direction, right? Um, one of the downsides to that, though, is that it can make the, the people on the team <clears throat> give them sort of a, a lack of an ability to, or, or really from a management standpoint, you lack the ability to help team members understand how they get to a vision or goal. It's, hey, we got to go do this thing, and it's going to be awesome, but that's it. Like, I'm not going to tell you how we're going to go do it. We're just, it's, it's, it's going to be great. We're going to go do it. Wouldn't, wouldn't you not be telling them how you're going to go do it? I mean, that's what you're telling them to do. It's like, go do this because you want that's... want to. All right. Ultimately. All right. I get it. But it's it's my vision. It's not our vision. It's my vision. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's not a consensus. It's still not a consensus, right? Mm -hmm. It's I'm the expert. I'm not being... I'm being much less of a, a jerk about it <laughs> than necessarily the coercive approach. Um, maybe more egotistical versus dicta dictatorial. Wouldn't... Well... I'm the ex. Listen, I'm the expert. Yeah, but listen, look, I don't even have time to, to tell you that I'm the expert. Do what I said. <laughs> right. Or you're out of here. Okay. Yeah. No, of course. Um, so okay. that's the second one. <clears throat> All right. The third one is affiliative, which is you focus on emotional needs over work aspects or needs, right? Um, and again, all of these can be appropriate given the right circumstances. Affiliative is very much, hey, it's okay. You know, you know, you didn't hit your quota. Don't worry about it. How are you doing? <laughs> um, that's a bit of an extreme example, but it's it's you know most focused on again the emotional connection and needs. And so, when would you use that? You know, the description here says uh, best used for healing rifts and getting through stressful situations. There are times when it when you know we talked about this in one of the other recent episodes. Where it was, you know, you connected with it was a the the last one on morale, <clears throat> where we were talking about you connected with someone at a personal level, right? Because um, their kid was having surgery, right. had nothing to do with work, right? So that was that was a very affiliative thing to do. Now, if that's all you did all the time, then of course the work aspect is going to suffer, right? But again, in the right circumstances at that time, that was the right thing to do, right? <clears throat> Right. So the weakness there is that, you know, conf avoiding confrontation uh, and, you know, other emotionally distressing situations. Someone who's overly affiliative tends to shy away from those and wants to focus more on the relationship and, you know, how everybody's feeling versus are we getting stuff done? Right. So I exhibit a few of these styles already, mm -hmm. just naturally. So I, I, is that common? Yes. Okay. And most people do. In fact, you know, um, most people will exhibit multiples of these throughout their career, throughout potentially even within a day, right? Depending on who you're interacting with. And I'm thinking I've done it even on. within a team meeting. Uh, possibly. <clears throat> um, you know, you get the heckler in, in the corner <laughs> who's, you know, why are we doing this? This is stupid. You know, you no, might, you might I mean, take a bit of a coercive approach or you might take an affiliative approach to say, you know, I, you're obviously frustrated. Let's talk about that. Well, I guess I've, I've done sort of affiliative and then said, okay, all right, we got all that out of the way. Now here's, <laughs> look, 
you know, here's the situation. Here's what's up. Here's what I need you to do. And it needs to be done by this time next week. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, again, none of these are inappropriate given the right circumstances. Right. So I'll probably say that a couple more times. Um, as long as you mention genuine in this episode, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely expect to, <laughs> to mention those <laughs> to again. Mention, um, the word genuine multiple times. So, so we've talked about coercive so far, authoritative and affiliative. So the next one is democratic. Now that sounds awesome, right? Um, who wouldn't want that? And well, it depends on what side of the democracy you, you <laughs> Good land. Good point. Good point. Um, but basically, it's you know the the description of it is that you use participation uh, with the team, try to get everyone to weigh in share their thoughts and you listen to both the good and the bad viewpoints right and it's it's sort of very even-handed and when you would want to do it is to gain input right from the especially from the employees and to gain buy-in um the biggest thing is there needs to be time to do so right if you're you know if it's crisis time democratic's not the right you know if you're on the deck of the titanic <laughs> that's not the time to say hey guys what do you think we should do should we get in that boat should we hang out and see if somebody else is coming you know what's going on what do you think? At that point, it's coercive. Everybody in the boat, let's go. Or is that authoritative? No, it's not authoritative. Authoritative would be, wouldn't it be great if we could figure out a situation? I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could get everyone to survive this thing? Okay. All right. That sounds visionary, but yeah, you're right. I, I guess I'm with you. <clears throat> All right. Um, and so the downside to the democratic approach, again, is just, you know, I would just phase the question a little bit differently if I were on the deck of the Titanic and I wanted to be democratic. I'd be like, all right, raise your hand if you want to die. <laughs> and the ones that kept your hands down, jump in this boat with me. Uh, if you do want to die, just grab a seat here on the deck and um, the rest of comfy. us are going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so again, the downside with democratic can be just, you know, you can run into a situation where everyone gets a chance to talk and there's lots of great input, but nothing actually ends up happening. So if you're going to use the democratic approach, then at the end, you need to make sure that you kind of put a bow on it and say, okay, so we talked about X, Y, and Z, all good input. Now we need to do this. <laughs> Throw a little course of uh, right, right. frosting on the democratic cake. Um, all right. So the next one is pace setting, which is sounds pretty good too, right? It builds challenging and exciting goals for people. And when do you use it? When the team is already highly motivated and competent and it's, all right, everybody, we're going to go take that hill and I'm, you know, follow me. We're going. And that's good. So pace setting is actually one of the better ones, right? Um, and then the last one is coaching, which, again, is what we're here to talk about. So the description on coaching is connecting corporate goals while helping people find strengths and weaknesses and linking these to their own career aspirations and actions. So it's, you know, let's understand the corporate goals. Let's understand your goals. Let's make sure there's a linkage between those two. And if there isn't, let's figure out a way to put to get them in alignment. Does that make sense? It does. But I wonder how you can effectively coach without having some sort of ulterior motive while you coach uh, and it being a little bit coercive. It's actually... You bring up a really good point, and thanks. I, I Thank just, <laughs> I just recently went through uh, another training training class, and what I came to learn in that training class, and we'll talk more about this probably in another episode, is that a lot of times when you think you're coaching, you're actually doing exactly that, and you're being coercive, and it's not you're not guiding the person to the answer, you're giving it to them. Right. You're just putting a wrapper around it to make it sound like coaching. <clears throat> But yeah, I, but I do that with really. I, I do that with my five year old a lot. <laughs> hey, good job walking over this way, like I want you to do. Yeah, that's, that's right. really really good. Why don't you come out? Hey, good work. That was really nice. You know, what do you think we should do next? That's an idea. That's a thought. <laughs> I think this is another one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that that is a thought. Okay, so coaching. So yeah, yeah so I mean, you you gave a you gave a you know dictionary version of what coaching right. know, means, but I guess you know. I don't know. Is this an okay way to describe it as well? Is that, well, I don't, I don't even know if I should even take a crack at it. I mean, coaching, it seems self-explanatory to me. Well, you know, I, yes, the concept is fairly easy to grasp, but I think where it falls apart is in the execution for the most part. Like we were just talking about, a lot of times people think they're coaching and they're not. They're being coercive or affiliative, right? And, you know, oh, hey, don't worry about it. Let's just talk about, you know, how you're feeling. Where's your head at? It's not in the game. Get your head in the game, <laughs> Jack Donkey. All right. Um, do, you, so, 
I think about. Do you think his head's in the game? <laughs> Who else? Everybody? Here? Anybody? Show of hands. Yeah. Everybody think his head's in, in the game? Yeah, good. Okay. You're, we're going to get rid of your head. Your head's <laughs> not in the game, pal. All right. Oh. We're going to take his head off. Everybody, follow me. <laughs> hey, we're blending all of them now. That's nice. right. Well, so, no, I would think of, of coaching, obviously, you know, being modeled by a basketball coach or a football coach, right? You know, you're you're still very vested in the performance and the outcome of your team. Um, but, you know, there's very little you can do at game time to yeah. correct things. I mean, you can remind people, you can sort of do whatever, but it's like the real the real work is done before the game, before the next game, you know, and even after this game, because, you know, football, for example, you're missing this block. You're always missing this block. When we sweep over here, you're blocking, you know, this way versus that way. You know, we're going to take some, I'm going to take you out of the game and find someone that can block appropriately. And then we're going to drill that to death this next week to try to get you up to a level, you know, basically remediated a little bit, but, you know, get them playing the game that you want to play. So you're selling the vision, you're explaining how important it is to block, you know, out. You're sealing the edge on a sweep. I know you love sports analogies and stuff. You're like, yeah, I don't. I, don't, I have no idea what any of those words mean. Yeah. You probably thought about a broom and like I, caulk I or something, broom. and caulking or something like this, something waterproof. Totally. Yeah, but the block, you know, it's like they they need to understand, you know, that you know this particular block means something here or it sets up something later on or or the point is that it's a part of an overall strategy that you know if if you well i was just thinking that there's there's many different ways to even coach you know if, if you're well, doing but, that beyond there so but even in that quick example that you gave you did hit on a couple of key points right and one of them is tying you know the bigger picture goals to what it is that they're doing in the moment right and connecting those dots so that they see oh wait a minute if if i do this right that sets him up to go hand it off to that guy and then he runs up behind and <laughs> you're doing a great job you're doing a great job <laughs> you know um so well hold on hold on let me just break this down for just a second so that you know i'm sitting across from you but the people on the podcast are not so true. watching him do this just imagine someone who's I mean, he was doing it very, very well, but you could tell he was struggling just by the size of his eyes, right? He's like, so then, and then right. like that. No, so right. that's really good. And I think maybe even tying it to, um, you know, this particular type of player, this particular task or or project that you're working on, you know, literally moves the ball a little bit or moves the ball a lot. And instead of getting people to think about, we want to be the national champions, getting them thinking about just this next step right? would, would, would lead understanding that, yeah, we want the national championship, but the only way to get there is by you knowing your role and, you know, making that block and letting us get, you know, three yards or a touchdown, right? When I think that's that's also a big danger is, you know, a lot of people think coaching is talking about the national championship when what they really should be talking about is the block, right? You know, the, the smaller components that come together to make, to, to ultimately reach the, the, the ultimate big vision. So right? practically, big goal. So practically then it's, it's, you know, coaching to get them through something tactical. Often, not always, but yeah. And I mean, coaching could be anything. It could be coaching them through a, you know, a tough situation where they don't get along with the sales rep they work with, or, you know, they're having a, a hard time getting, doing demos. I mean, whatever it is. Right. But the point is, is I think, let me say it differently. I think if you, to sum it up, coaching, the, the ultimate art of, of coaching is to not give somebody the answer when you're talking to them, but to guide them to the answer. Sounds a little coercive and I could see why it would be hard to ride that, that line. Um, yeah, it is easy to fall into that trap because if they're not going the way you, that, that you think they should, then a lot of times people will default to coercion to try to get them back on track. So I wonder if coaching is, I mean, coaching is a great word. And if you use it in an analogy for like a, a football coach and in the example that I gave here too, I have the freedom to pull in another, you know, another tight end to get out into the, onto the field and do what the tight end needs to do for these particular plays. Right. I don't always have somebody that I can sub in that may be better. So maybe it's a job match, right? I mean, it, it, I guess what I'm getting to is like, if I had a, a quality tight end, you know, someone that f understood that, yeah, the importance of this block is this kind of a thing, then they would take less coaching because they are naturally getting it or they're wanting to get it right. And they're, they're matched to that job. Sure. And versus, 
someone that isn't, but you're trying to coach them into the, the, what you need them to do, but they may not be the right person for it. So, you know, I just, I don't have, I literally don't have a bench. I mean, this, this analogy is really, really good. We use these words all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have a bench of people. I don't have, or maybe not that way, but a bench of people, um, you know, job match or putting them in for a particular play because they're a better blocker versus a better route runner as a tight end. Um, so I like, I like the analogy, but <clears throat> I think there's more than just coaching involved because I think you you have to get people, maybe I'm wrong and I'll ask it as a question then, but do you have to get people to do things that they aren't finding natural in some cases anyway through coaching? Possibly. I think <clears throat> you touched on a really key point there, which we, we will probably want to spend some more time on, whether it's in this episode or another one or both, but is it's is the person even in the right job? I mean, at some point as a manager, you've got to make that determination, right? And so coaching, part of coaching is, can they get there? So if you've had a true coaching session with this person three or four times on the same topic and they're not getting it, then you might need to make a different kind of, of decision, which which is they might not be in the right job. Go back to the sports analogy. Would I let, you know, three or four failed sweeps go by before subbing the person out? Typically I wouldn't. I would I would pull them out after one remind them on the sideline, you know, give somebody else a shot and then put them back in because I have faith in them. Or you do it in practice. Well, which we would do anyway, but we still, we can't, we can't stop the game and say, you know what, we'll, we'll get back to you. We got to go practice some more. You no, know? but my point is before you even get to the game, you have them do that sweep three or four times in practice before it's game time, before there's real consequences on the line. So I, okay, that's fine. In a scrimmage, that's that's right? assuming that's assuming I knew that it was an issue before. The point is is that you're gonna you're gonna be exposed to this um, skill gap in a game, right? Because you I may would. not even know you need to practice it because you think, oh yeah, everybody, you know, this particular skill, like demonstrating, you know, you're you're a, this type of professional, you sh and you've been doing it for long enough. Your demo skill would be good. Your demo skills would be good. But it wouldn't, sure. you wouldn't know until you saw them in game time and then, you know, they're full of ums and pause words and inappropriate jokes and <laughs> not knowing their material, not being prepared, having their laptop die on them, not having, you know, backup markers, yeah. anything like that, or just no real you know, chemistry or flair in front of the customer, right? You would then, then at that point, you can't be like, you know, hey, we need to cut this short. Let's go grab a bite to eat and then pull them to the side and say, here's what you need to do on your demo skills now and then get back in the game. So well, if, if you are in that meeting with them, you actually could. You yeah, could I'll step sub in them and out. take over. Sure, right? I'll sub them out. Um, but another another point is, you know, when you, and this is especially for new managers, which is what, what we're all talking about here for the most part, is one of the first things you should do is go spend time with every one of your people to find out what are they good at? What are their weak points? So that you don't find out in a game Right. But rather, you know, hey, do the, uh, you know, the, the corporate pitch for me. Right. What's your elevator pitch? You know, you do that in a, you know, in the office, <clears throat> in a practice, quote unquote, situation, as opposed to a game time situation. Sure. sure. Now, you're right. There may be times where either you haven't done it yet, you didn't have time to do it, or it just came up that the first interaction with between you and that person is at a customer site and you see that it's happening. You know, you got to make the call. If you're if you're in the meeting with them again, you got to make the call. Do I let them try to finish it or is it going so badly that I need to save it? I actually, it, I have been, I've found myself in calls and there's, you know, a little bit of, I'm there for a reason. Um, I don't want to take over the meeting, right? but I end up taking it over anyhow. And then feeling like, you know, am I stepping on my team's toes? So that's a little, that's a little bit different, but yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Well, and y y are you stepping on their toes if you take over? Probably, but lesser of two evils. Is it better to save the opportunity with the customer and, you know. No, I'm in there for other stuff. I'm not there to talk about the same kind of things. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. I'm, I'm being brought in on, and this is veering into another, another kind of area, but I ask them to leverage me to do two things. One, have a different conversation because there are areas that I have as specialties where I've got a lot of exposure to and that I can talk to the business more than the technology. Right. Or, but up-level it, Right. And so that's one thing, like bring me in to talk about these things. Let's get the audience there if you haven't before and or bring in someone else, bring in another higher leveled individual, like get access to a C-level individual because now you've got a management title in the room, right. right? So being able to use me, I'm not, I'm nobody special, but it could give them an excuse to say, Hey, look, engineering manager's coming in. He's got a lot of experience in X, Y, Z. Love to talk to you guys. 
want to have you, you know, the next person up sure. uh, to join. And no, I mean, I'm not given the corporate, you know, I'm not given the corporate first level, you know, first level, um, you know, discovery meeting presentation by any stretch of the imagination. You're not. So no, but if I'm you're not. in a meeting where they are, I don't take over and they're screwing it up. Nope. You might have to, no, right? I don't take over because like I said, I ask them to pull me in on higher valued things. Although I have seen, I have seen one of my team members give the presentation and I just, I'm there to add color. Yeah. Every once in a while I pipe up. Um, cause I'm falling asleep. <laughs> this brings up another area of coaching though, in my mind, which is <clears throat> planning. Right. And what I mean, what I mean by that is planning for that meeting before the meeting happens. Right? This is so IBM getting on the this phone. This is so IBM. It's, it's, hey, look, it's everyone. Let's have a pre-plan. Let's have a pre-planning, pre-planning, planning, pre-call. Then let's have a call to plan about the pre-planning, pre-call, call, let's plan, have a call, pre-call. set up a meeting about the plan right. for the meeting. Let's have a cadence. Let's set up a regular plan. cadence every every couple of days between now and the discovery meeting we're going to have. But let's have pre-calls before our cadence calls. Yeah. I, yeah. All of that's anyway. ridiculous. But there's no reason why you can't do a dry run for the meeting. No. we. I, I hear you there. Right. Sure. So that's another way of coaching, though. It's what are you going to do? And you're not telling them what they're going to do. You're asking them, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? How are you going to get these points across? And then offer some feedback, right? Correct. So that is that just, is a way to do it. Just another way, right? So, all right. So we got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but it was good stuff. So the question is, how do you coach, right? So if if we agree that coaching is a good thing to do, do we agree? I'm good coach. That. Coach good. I am. I'm me, coach good. We do good coach. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't I don't have a formula to coaching. Um I do I I do tend to ask a well, maybe I'm coercive. Maybe I was coercive with a particular scenario. I, I don't know. I don't know how to tell. I'm actually very curious to know how I could filter and understand if I'm being coercive. Well, so we'll get into that. I have a couple of quick questions for you though. So Thinking back over your career to this point, who comes to mind as the best coach that you've ever had in a professional setting? That's a really good question. Um, you know, I think, I mean, present company excluded, right? Because I come <laughs> right. to you, but it's in the same kind of group of people, our friend Sean. Yep. Um, really, really good coach. Really good at, at asking um asking questions that help me expose and verbalize, you know, why would I make a decision? And it's usually because the, you know, you guys have been part of the brain trust for me where it's like, you know, career move or a this, that, or the other. And, um, you know, just kind of talking, talking through some things. So, you know, really trying to peel back the, well, why make a change? Why do this? Why go there? Why do anything? Why, what about this? If you thought about that, right. Those have been good. Um, those have been good things as far as the people that I've worked with, and folks that have coached me there, that's a good question. So while you're thinking about that. I've had good managers. I just don't know if I'd ha- I've had good coaches. And they are two different things. Yes. Now, th- the same person can be good at both, right? Like Sean. And I agree. It's when I think of, you know, if when, when I'm asked that same question, he's the first person that comes to mind. Yeah, that's interesting. Too. That's cool. Um, and it's because of exactly, you know, what you said. Now, let me ask you this. Did you ever feel like he was being coercive in any of his coaching? No, I never did. I felt that he could he could take whatever answer I gave him and just like let it be mm-hmm. what it was, you know. Did you ever feel like he had, you know, he knew where the conversation was going and he forced it to go that way? And that's another way to ask was he coercive, right? No, just... I don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't I don't think that he ever did. Um which is interesting because if you like coercive and and the possibility that they support you the same way that your heart is like, like mm-hmm. let's go down the scenario. Hey, I'm thinking about uh, switching jobs and I'm thinking about going to this company and okay, well, why are you done? Here's my reason. And da, da, da. And then we just kind of converge on the fact that they're like, you know what, actually, yeah, I think by, by all that you've said, I, I support your decision and I think you should. Right. I don't think he's ever really done the, um, you know, here's what I think you should do. Mm-hmm. but he's he's kind of asked the what do you think you should do yeah yeah so that's maybe a maybe a good way maybe he has maybe it's just been so subtle that i haven't known it maybe he's been quietly guiding my entire career <laughs> sean larkin have you day one sean at google <laughs> have you been <laughs> are you watching me right now <laughs> yes he probably is that little drop cam you've got over there that's <clears throat> hooked yeah. up to him so that's interesting that you saw him and and it's interesting that we've shared that there as well because 
I mean, I've had a lot of managers since. I've had a lot of people influencing since. Um, but I, I no, there's a reason he's in that circle of trust. So, and uh, same thing with me. I've had really good ones since, and there's a close second that I have worked with much more recently. But um, thank you, know. you. thank you. <laughs> yes, it's not you. <laughs> um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with you, right? Um, no, no, it's um, but he's the one that you know who's you know when asked the question, who's the best that you know, or the first one that come that comes to mind as a as the best, he's the one that always comes to mind for me, and it's, it's exactly the same reason. Um, so. Well, but you're right when you say that there's a difference between, you know, coaches and managers, but with him and not to blow him up anymore and, you know, he's not in the room or whatever, but, um, I, I'd work for him anytime. Sure. You know, cause he's a good manager also. Yeah. He leaves me alone. Trust me to do what I need to do. And, um, is there to support me when I need to, when I need support. Advocates for his people, you know, mm -hmm. to the extreme. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely. So, Hey, Sean, thanks. Big ups, homie. We love you. Love you. Mean it. Um, so what I want to talk about now is kind of taking the conversation into the actual model, a model, not the model. There's, I'm sure there's lots of different models for coaching, right? So when you say a model, what do you mean by that? So kind of a framework, maybe is a better way to say it for coaching. And I, I don't say the word, I don't say the F word sensitively. <laughs> so for it's those, a, <laughs> it's a four tier framework. Oh. It's there's, there's one more, there's more than three. It's oh my four. Goodness. All right. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll take that then. The model is basically, it's called, it's called the grow model, like, you know, plants grow or whatever, children grow, um, and G-R-O-W, so, and it's goal, reality, options, and will, and it's sort of a, you do one step and then go to the next, but it's, again, a framework for, for walking through the process of coaching somebody on a topic, so the first part is you start with, somebody comes to you and says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really having a hard time with this, can we talk about it, or you know, I just want to pick your brain or give me a sanity check, you know, whatever, right? There's lots of different ways people can ask for coaching. Mm -hmm. um, but when they do, you kind of, this, you can quickly call on this. It's very easy to understand. Everybody can remember the word grow and what grow stands for, which is, you, again, goal, reality, options, and will. Okay, I wrote those down. I just wanted to make <laughs> sure that I was one of the, you know, majority there that could could be a part of the everyone crew. <laughs> yes. Got it. So. Um, and it's, it's, so again, somebody comes to you and says, Hey, you know, I'm having a hard time with whatever this thing. And so the first question is, okay, well, what are you trying to accomplish? Or what is it that you're trying to get done? Or, you know, what's your goal ultimately? Why are you, what's the goal of having that interaction or what's the goal of, what's the reason that you're going through and taking those steps or, and running it, you know, into this brick wall. So if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, you know, I need a sanity check. I mean, do you actually stop and say, all right, what's your goal for this chat? Um, <laughs> what are you trying to get out of this? At, at first, when you're first trying to internalize the process, you may actually use the words. But, oh. you know, over time you get you can more subtly get to the same place. All right. right? Without saying. I won't be really, subtle. What's your goal? <laughs> <laughs> Could you please define what your goal is for me? So then how do, how do you ask? that now that you're you know lots of different ways so give me one sanity check yeah, right right so somebody comes to you and says hey sanity check me on this yeah sure what is it that you're trying to do what is it that you need sanity check on okay it can be that simple right right well i mean yeah what is it that you need but not what is your goal that's different well, what do you need sanity check on mine is like well should i punch my coworker in the mouth or should i elbow him in the eye hole <laughs> So, my goal is so, to knock him down. That's so my why goal. Do, why do you different. feel that you need to knock him down? What's going on there? All right. I like where this is going. Um, you know, he uh, talks all the time in the cube and um, I'm just getting really annoying. I don't think he's a quality, you know, employee. Some of the crap he says is just off the wall and uh, off base. And I just want to, I want to buzz in on his call and say, no, that's not true. Technically, this is what's going on. I'm just, I, I don't, um, I don't like the guy. Hmm. So tell me a little bit more about that. I mean, it, is it, you said you don't, you just generally don't like the guy. No, because right? I don't feel like he's providing a, you know, an appropriate level of service. You know, right. I feel like he's lying to people or he's just lazy and the either is bad, right? He's either too lazy to understand what we do or he's doing it on purpose. Right. And, 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 and just lying to people to try to get, you know, opportunities either way is bad. I don't have, I don't know which one it is, but they're both horrible. Hence the wanting to knock him on his abs, dumb abs, whatever. Yes, back on his haunches. Yes. Okay. So 
I guess the first question is, you know, what would happen if you did that? If you actually physically knocked him over? I'd feel great. For a minute, probably. Right. 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 And then what would happen? Well, all sorts of things could happen, right? What would happen? I'd get in trouble for it. Yeah. I probably shouldn't. That's why I'm here with you. Most likely. Need a sanity check. Am I going insane here because <laughs> the guy's a jerkball or... Uh, or not he may be driving you insane yes but uh that's no i think you're probably okay all right so but um so we've established so far that you're frustrated with this person and while you might yeah jb this dude jb is <laughs> ticking me off yes while you might want to physically unleash it's probably not a good idea right bad things might come of that sure i mean i wouldn't that's why i'm here right Right. So I need, to, I need to vent a little bit. I need to get you know away from it a little bit. Can I punch you instead? Just to sure. Oh, really? Sure, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the options, right? So what are what are some other things that you could do? What are some other ways that you could alleviate this stress? I don't know. Maybe I just need to get away from this dude for a little bit. Could I? I mean, and maybe move. Can I move to like a whole other? Can we move him like out of the company? Maybe I guess that would help. I don't want to burden anybody else with his you know his personality. That sure. I mean, that's definitely an option. What are some other options? I mean, what are some other things that you could think of, ways to address the issue? You know, I, I think he's been here long enough, so I don't have any appetite to try to train him. But um, if he got some training and wasn't lying to people anymore or whatever, that would probably be helpful too. I mean, it helped the company. Do you think that he's um, knowingly lying? I think you maybe mentioned you don't know, right? If he, I don't know, because I've told him before. I'm like, yeah, that's not what it is, and he's he's sort of like, yeah, all right, yeah. But in this case, he sort of defends it still, you know. And I'm like, I'm not sold on his defense because look, you know, our conifer switches only pass northbound current; they don't pass southbound current. Right. Okay. So again, what are some other ways that we could maybe address this, uh, solve this issue? I don't know. I've come up with a couple. You know, yeah. punching him. Moving me, moving, moving him, him, and then, you know, training, training. him up. I'm, uh, Yeah, so what do you think? So, what? Uh, you know, you could move, he could move. That might so that would solve the interaction issue. It would solve the issue of you don't have to listen to him anymore. But it wouldn't make him a better employee, right? Or it wouldn't put him in a better position to serve the customer base, which is really what it sounds to me like is frustrating you the most, right? That does frustrate me. So... Yes, it does. So let's talk about the training thing. Um, I heard you say that you've tried to do this with him, and it didn't really work out. Yeah, I'd overhear him say something, and I'd tell him, you know, again, I'd correct him on, you know, our widget. And it just doesn't seem to, you know, I still hear him say the same thing. It's like, no, no, we can pass, like, slightly southwest, you know, current on our conifer switch. It's just not true. Did you talk about the Fetzer valves? Clearly. <laughs> and the flux capacitor? You know, um, we don't have a flux capacitor. Why are you testing me in this? <laughs> I'm just making sure you're paying right. attention. Um, so give me an example just real quick of how. So you heard him say something that was just very clearly wrong. You tried to coach him on it there. And how did that go? Like, what what words did you say to him? And, I said, hey. In what way did you say it? Yeah, hey, I overheard you, you know, mention that we can run, you know, southwest current through our conifer switches. And that's just not true. I mean, we can only run northbound current through. There's nothing that we can do. Any even moderate, you know, southbound at all, north northeast doesn't doesn't work. So it sounds like it, it, you you weren't attacking him verbally. No, right? you were trying to. You were coming from a place, a good place, where you're trying to right offer him facts. Right. To sure. Help and then him. and then maybe the next time, you know, it's like, dude, like, hello, northbound current only. That's pretty easy, you know. Right. He, and he just kind of brushes it off, right? So. How? Like, Just, I mean, literally brushes it off. Like, yeah, 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 yeah I know. Whatever. Yeah, I know. Whatever. I'm off the call. Yeah. I yeah, can't change yeah. that now. Tell me next time when I'm talking. I'm like, I just don't, you know. Okay. So in terms of, he clearly uh, needs to un to get a greater understanding or a better understanding that what he's saying is actually really, truly impacting. Look, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at him and he's either deaf or stupid, right? One sure. of, he's either one of those two. Because sure. I've, I've told him a couple times. Sure. Should be able to he get He might it. be both. <laughs> he might be both um but he's probably not deaf if he could hear you give him the coaching he might be stupid because he didn't take it but he's not deaf would you agree yeah he's probably not deaf okay so this is making me want to punch him still more <laughs> oh. so uh so in terms of you know some of the other things that we could do right in terms of helping him out which sounds like if we could help him it, that would help you as well again with your frustration level 
So how, who else could help with this? How else could we get, how could we get somebody else engaged to come and do some coaching or training or both with this person? That's why I'm here, boss. Is, is there somebody else on the team that we could bring in to spend time with them that's not as frustrated? Well, yeah, I was hoping you could help me find somebody or that you could be that person. You know, I, uh, um, that's what I'm thinking. Those are both possible. I, I, you know, so let's talk about, okay. So we've talked about a bunch of different options. So let's talk about what we think we should do. I can commit to you that I will help you find somebody to educate this person, right? You will? I will. Okay. When? So um, we'll talk about that. But before we get there, what I want to understand from you is what can, what can you do? What are you willing to do to commit to doing to help resolve this situation? I Did uh, you hear the question? I heard the question. <laughs> I was processing the question. I'm... I'm frustrated with this guy, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what I can, I don't know what would be effective from me, right? Because I'm frustrated, so sure. it would come out of frustration to him if sure. I pulled him into a conference room and whiteboarded, you know, the direction of current through our conifer switches again and again and again. It would just make me want to bash his head through the whiteboard. So I've already mentioned that I'm willing to find someone to help with this, right? Okay. Let what me... would I do though? Still, I'm just trying to say it's like I I think I could I don't know maybe I could grow by trying to be a part of his learning and understanding. Um, but that could be a that could be a tad of a challenge. That's all I'm trying to say. So maybe you could help, but in a more indirect way. Let me let me ask you this: Would you be willing to help that the person that I find who will actually get in the trench with them and show them what needs to be done. Could you help them understand what his shortfalls? Sure. Of are course. And, yeah. I have no problem with that. What training he needs. Sure. So, okay. So I think we've, we're kind of arriving at a plan here, right? I'm willing to go help find somebody to come in and do the training. If you can help educate them on exactly what it is that he needs, because you sit right next to him, you've heard multiple conversations where he's talked about current and directions and northbound versus southbound and, it's just, it's all wrong. Yep. Um, so if you could teach them or, or explain to them, you know, exactly what it is that he needs help with, I'll get that person lined up and we'll get them educated. Okay. That'll help. That'll help. Okay. All right. Well, I think we sounds like we've got a plan. So let's agree on some time. Give me a week to get somebody lined up. And uh, once I've got that person lined up, then I would like you to spend some time with them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a week after that. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that's fine. You know, if you're on the road or if you just don't care. No, no, that's fine. I'll get with them right away. Although I do need to ask for PTO for this week. For this until, week. Yeah, until we find right. somebody. Well, maybe you could work from home. <laughs> All right. That'll work. There you go. That'll work. All right, cool. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. No, thank you. No. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. <laughs> and scene, I and guess. Uh, scene. Well, that was pretty cool. Um, That was pretty cool. So did you see, did you feel sort of the stepping through of the goal, the reality, the options and the will sort of I did. pieces. In there. I did. I did. But I felt, I felt even though this was a made up scenario that I was like, um, that you were still stringing me along a little bit. And I'm like, well, what the hell did I bring this to you for? If you're going to put it back on me, don't deflect. I need your, you know, I need your guidance. And, you know, that's a good point though, because a lot of times when people come to you and say they want help or coaching, what they really want is for you to solve their problem. Right. And you should not, generally speaking, you should not solve the problem you know what, for them. You know, it actually, this just occurred to me. I remember hearing it somewhere and I forget where it was, but where uh, it was along this line. Yeah. Where it was, um, you know, Hey boss, I, you know, I need some help on this thing. And, um, okay, well, what's the problem? And then they say, well, here's the problem. And then your response being instead of like, okay, well here, here's what I do. Here's that. It's more along the lines like, great, great. I have confidence in you. We hired you because you're very, very talented at what you do. And I have no fear that you're able to solve this problem. Sounds like you've got a really good handle on what the challenges are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so get on out there and solve them. You yeah, go get them, Tiger. Damn. <laughs> um, I, but I, I wanted to blurt out in our little role play there. I'm like, what do you, what do you, this is what management is. <laughs> I could do this. I could ask you questions and not any like, jackass do could do that. So it really is just the grow model and spreadsheets, right? 
Pretty much. All right. That's really what it boils down to. That in is... fact, you could put the grow model in a spreadsheet. Oh, really my God. My to. mind is blown. <laughs> Holy cow. But what you should do is set up a pre-meeting to talk well, about Well, clearly. So that was the other thing I wanted to go about. was like, spreadsheet. Right. What I was thinking about is like, all right, yeah, it sounds like we've got a plan. We should have a meeting to recap the plan. Right. And then a pre-meeting before we have whatever. I could have just, whatever. And, and then you it. should get a project manager assigned to keep track of the action items. That's a great idea. Yeah. So what's the, you know, what, uh, what's, what would be the goal of having a project manager? <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, you know, I was going to really grow. manage the project. Yeah, clearly. Um, anyway, sorry about that shenanigans, but. So um, yeah, so that was a, uh, semi tongue in cheek and uh completely made up scenario, but you know, we still stepped through the steps. We did. And steppingly uh, in a stepping forward way. But I think again, that's a key point though, is if somebody comes to you and says, here's my problem, you f tell me what to do or you fix it, here's the challenge you run into. If you give them the answer, just, f and I, trust me, I've done it yep. lots of times, right? Yeah. Uh, no one's perfect, especially me. So somebody comes to me and says, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm having this really, I'm, just, I'm struggling with this and I need to know what to do. And your answer is, okay, go do X and then Y and then Z and come back and tell me how it went. You, you just made it your problem, right? <laughs> It's, it's not, you do not ever want to do that because it's not their solution. It's yours. And when it doesn't work, it's not their fault. It's yours. Well, also it doesn't, it doesn't give them the, um, the pride of ownership in the solution. Right. And I can see that it also doesn't, you know, it, it's kind of like this. I think about self-esteem. There's the key word in self-esteem, which is self. You can't give somebody self-esteem. They have to have had, um, they have to have worked something out and to success to actually put that in their little self-esteem, you know, bank sure, and start building it up on their own. So, all right, that all, that all makes sense. This is eye opening also to a degree for me because I got involved with one of my team members, um, who's dealing with a huge account and, you know, they've got two outsourcers and one of them, he's got a pretty rough relationship with for whatever reason, the other one, he doesn't have a bad relationship with and we've got access straight up to power, you know, CTO and, you know, that kind of a thing. But I'd gotten called in on something and we were whiteboarding some things and talking about some stuff that was, you know, my strength. And also this was one of those opportunities to, to bring me in to help, <clears throat> I don't know, legitimize our, um, um, dedication to them. Right. right local management level, you know, the ability to come in and, and, and show our love. Right. But then through the process of me whiteboarding, I sort of stumbled on a, Hey, here's an option and it stuck. And I, I really was just tossing it up there and was stretching a bit, but, um, it stuck and it has stuck. And the thing is that after that meeting, we've had another call and then we've had another call. And then I'm like, all right, I got to ring up my team member here, even though he's been involved and on these calls, he hasn't stepped into the owning of this. Yeah. And I need him to, because I can't, I mean, yes, I'm happy to help out, but I've got six other team members. I'm about to have five or excuse me, six more. I, wow. I don't have time. I can't do that. Right. So I started asking him like, you know, how would you have architected this? What do you think that you could do differently? What are, what gaps have, you know, have, have you seen that are in here? And I was just maybe a little bit more too tactical and also, you know, he's not coming to me. How would I have a coaching conversation with someone where I could go through this grow model mm -hmm. if they're not coming to me with like, Hey, here's a, here's the problem, right? Yep. How do I, how do I coerce them into telling me that here's the problem? <laughs> you don't coerce them first of all, <laughs> but what's the best way to coerce them though, is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah. Um, let's talk about that. <laughs> What's your goal in trying yeah, to I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to do it. <laughs> no, no seriously, seriously though, right? You know, I'm trying, I need to have this, I need to have this conversation with them. I need to go through this, but I need them to realize the problem. So the, this, this opens up a, another whole aspect or area of coaching. And it's a great question because I was talking about that training class I just went to and it was much more, it was much more of this. It was not, Hey, someone comes to you and says, I need help with this, or I need you to coach me or I need, you know, yeah. It was you seeing as it was you seeing a tight end screw up a block and you intervene. Yeah. It's you going to them and saying, we need to talk. Right. Um, you don't say it that way. First of all, <laughs> you don't actually start the conversation. We need to way. talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No good conversations ever started that way. It's so not, we need to talk. You just won a million dollars. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's never. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, whenever my wife says we need to talk or call me when you can, it's the same response as, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting. Yeah. Yeah. Something just fell off Bad. of something. Yes. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, but no, that's, so the way that you do it is, and the most important part of this is to be direct and sit them down and say, hey, I wanted to take a few minutes to, t- to have a conversation about something that I've seen or something that I have some concerns about or something, you know, and just kind of give them enough information to know what it is that you that you want to talk about. But then immediately after that, you ask them, so what do you think about what I just said? So let me give you an example, right? <clears throat> well, hold on. Let me pause you right there. Sure. I think this is a good natural end for where we are right now. Sure. Right. I'd like to walk through this. Yep. So what if we what if we do a second special episode to just pair onto this part two sure. of part two of coaching? Because maybe it would be it would be good if instead of me making up the whole widget idea on the fly, which which I did. So thank you, thank <laughs> you very much. I'd like to thank the academy and uh, God and my mom and dad. Indeed. So you know what if we run through that as a separate. Yeah, uh, separate recording and, and share that out there as well, and maybe dig into that just a little bit more. It may not maybe not be as long, but yeah, no, we can totally time. do that. Well, good. This was really good stuff. Um, thank you. I know you've got you've got the lion's share of experience in this here too. So, um, that was that was that was really good. The grow method, I like that. Um, so at the end of every episode, we tend to reach out and ask you for a little bit of help. You know, we don't have sponsors just yet. The best way that we could get noticed right now is by uh, you sharing. So if you have other folks that you work with, other managers that you think would find this helpful, if you would um, pass us along, that would be great. You can also reach out to us and, and share your comments or ask questions through our email address, which is newmanagerpodcast at gmail.com. That would be awesome. And if you could, it would be helpful, although it's not necessary. Uh, it would be nice if we could get a you know comment or and or uh, a rating through iTunes. That, a, re- that, a review. A review. Some might call it. That's actually exactly what they call it. Um, the reason those are the reason those are helpful is just that they help set us up in. Um, sorry, we uh, had a little technical glitch there. JB's messing with wires. Um, where basically the the benefit for having those uh, reviews and ratings there is that it just helps keep us relevant. You know, this is showing up. Uh, this podcast will be in the business. Um, category within iTunes. And that's a crowded category for sure. And it's tough to stand out, but I think that over time we'll be able to stand out, but um, it would be, it would be helpful to get some, uh, some, some feedback, some, you know, some comments and ratings definitely do help keep us uh, in the forefront of people's minds there showing up in iTunes. We would love it if you would just go give us a review on iTunes, please. (laughs) Maybe that's how I'll ask for it next time. I just don't want to sound beggy, but yeah, that's, that's why we do it. Um, it just helps us, uh, helps us stay in front of other people that have yet to listen to us. So that is that, um, again, thank you for taking your valuable time to, uh, to listen to us. Yes. Thank you. And we will, uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon on our next very special episode of the new manager podcast. Thanks for listening. We want our show to be of value to you and to your network. Please take a moment to share the podcast and write a review on iTunes. Your feedback is very important to us. As always, you can email us. Our email address is newmanagerpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback or if you have an idea for a future episode. You can also check us out on our website at www.newmanagerpodcast.com. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter and you'll never miss an announcement, a future show, or a cool giveaway. So long for now. We'll see you next time on the New Manager Podcast.